Garfield et Jeffin Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan and the news. That's right. That's right, Tommy. Indeed it is. And actually, Tommy, you had a birthday recently. Did you turn... Yeah. 565 years old because that's what number this episode is you know what to be honest sometimes i feel that way unfortunately not i turned uh actually i actually turned four, 41 and a lot of people are like oh dude you're gonna join the big 4-0 club i'm like nah dude i already joined that one last year i was born in the 40s club <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that Oh, man. So you're 41 years old. Congratulations. Welcome to 41. It's a good year. It's a good year. I think this is the perfect year to have your midlife crisis. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, you're going to buy a oh, car, well, get a divorce. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so I should run out and buy a sports car that I can't afford and, you know, get a mistress that's like, you know, half my fucking age or some shit like that. Yeah, get a new toupee. Yeah, sure. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will not be doing that yet. <laughs> Oh, man, you should bring the toupee back, dude. I don't see people with toupees anymore, man. You can bring it back. If anybody can do it, Tom, you can do it. Because No, dude, because honestly, because they suck. I, know, I realize, like, don't get me wrong, I'm going a little bit thin up top, but, like, fuck it, man. I'd rather just shave it and just kind of roll with it, man, because, like, you know, I was a little bit sad when, I, when the hair started falling out. But, you know, after a couple of years, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. I'm me. I can, I can deal with this shit. I've dealt with worse shit. Just fucking roll with it. Hey, as long as you're comfortable, that's all what matters, dude. I'm losing a little bit of hair on the top, too, so it's all good. That's what happens when you turn oh, 40, shit. dude. Everything falls apart. <laughs> Imagine a car that's yeah, 40 so years old. And hair right? falls out, gut comes out. Yep. Well, you, you gain hair. You, you gain hair in places where you don't want hair, and then you right. lose all your hair that you want it, you know? Like, for example, the hair on the top of your head, say goodbye to that. Hair in your ears, around your ears. Oh, yeah, it's coming in like Chewbacca, man. Hello? Hello? Did I lose you? Oh, man. Yo, hello. God, I hate the internet. God, I hate the internet. It's oh. a love-hate. You're back. Yeah, I'm here, up. man. But you're breaking up really bad. Yep. I, oh, I know. I know. I was, I was oh. here the entire time. You were just breaking up on my side. I was just listening. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Well, let's move forward, man. So, basically, you had your birthday. What did you do for your birthday? Disneyland. Yeah, no. You know what? In my honest opinion, this is just what I wanted. I actually had I had friends call me up and like you were one of them and some Sean, some of the other friends. 
let's go out on a fucking rager. You don't need to worry about money. We'll go out and party all night and go fucking nuts and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I, I, I don't want any of that. I just want to go home and fucking chill. Yeah. Oh, oh I, sh- I should also mention that, like, my birthday was a four-day weekend. So if if I had money in my pocket and you know didn't you know didn't have a child in the picture, it would have been like a rager. I just would have like you know told the wife and like, eh, sorry, honey, I'm going nuts for my birthday. But you know, but you know, because the corona and me having a kid, I was like, eh, I've had shit. I've had enough shit going on. Um, Netflix and chill, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just I just want to fucking chill. And like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I drank a decent amount, but like, goddamn. Like I still have to get up at like six or seven in the morning. So if I don't, if I don't get up by that time, my child will wake me up. Oh God. Yeah, that's right. Huh? You've got a natural alarm clock every day at six o'clock. He's waking you up. You got to take him for a walk or stroll around. Wait, what do you got to do with a baby? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't have a kid. What do you got to do at six o'clock in the morning? Just change the diaper. I just basically just hang out and play with him. But like, he wouldn't let me sleep. Cause like I woke up like three days, literally three days in a row. Actually, I, w- I worked on Saturday. I worked on one of them. So, like, three days in a row. Like, first day I wake up, and he's, like, just prying my eyelids open and just, like, jumping on top of me. And I'm like, all right, little buddy, don't do that. And he seemed to understand. Next day I wake up, and, like, you know, he didn't pry my eyelids up. He was just, like, literally just headbutting me until I woke up. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. Seriously, buddy, don't do that. Let daddy sleep. Daddy wants to sleep. The next day, then the last day was the fucking worst because you know what he did? Because he just like went to like, you know, the edge of the bed and he was just literally biting my toes until I woke up. I was like, Jesus Christ, just because that, A, that's gross and B, that hurts. Don't fucking do that, dude. It's like a little yeah, chihuahua. He, I know, man. Yeah, he just, he just really wanted to play with Papa. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because that's only going to last for like maybe, what, eight years until he becomes independent. Once he's a preteen, he's like, fuck you, dad. I'm on my own. <laughs> Give me money. I'm going to Shibuya. <laughs> go to Ichimoto Q. I'm gonna hang out. <laughs> yeah, there you fucking go. Right? You know, once he's a fucking this. just like, I hate you, Dad. Give me money. I'm going to Shibuya to party. I'm just like, eh, might be a welcome break. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, well, but it's 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 a fucking lot, dude. It it is. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure having kids is not easy, especially in Tokyo, especially in 2020. But um, I heard through the grapevine that you do have some good news, other than turning 41. Other than turning 41. Uh, yeah, I got some awesome presents. My wife made me a <clears throat> nice uh, custom-made, homemade, made-from-scratch blueberry cheesecake, which was awesome. Okay, that's got, great. Like, yeah, know, wonderful. But I heard I through the grapevine that you've got some even better news than pancakes. Something that you've wanted for like the last like three months? I was, I was gifted a nice uh, selection of the premium pork products and some beers, which I'm drinking right now. The Coedo, if you don't mind. Dude, I thought but you got yeah, a yeah. job. Didn't you get a job? <laughs> I was getting that. I was getting that. I was just. I heard you got, yeah, a I got a job. Yeah, I did a good job. Okay, there you go. You did get a job. <laughs> I think yeah. for you, a job is a lot better than pancakes. And well, I'm, the beers are pretty good. Those are nice beers. But yeah, dude, a job right now is incredible, dude. And I think that's a birthday wish that did come true. Am I wrong? That absolutely was my fucking birthday wish. It's like I need. I just. I just want a job. Awesome, dude. And uh, what are you doing? Are you in construction? Are you security guard again? Or are you doing the t- 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 teaching job? I don't know. Johnny, why don't you guess? I bet you can guess. I, I think I just did. Uh, I'm going to go with option C, teaching job. Yeah. That's what do you it. think? What, 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 what kind of, yeah, yeah, I'm a teacher again, but like, what kind of classes do you think I'm teaching? Oh, in today's world right now, I think 
the places that are hiring the most are probably going to be high school, junior high school, elementary, kindergarten, possibly preschool. So I'm going to say one of those four, um, probably because the school system has already started for the school year. It's probably going to be kindergarten or preschool. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what happened was like, I, like I said, four day weekends, which is kind of shitty. It, it's great. If you're on salary, if you're on salary, it's like, woohoo, like mini, mini vacation or party or whatever. If you have a job that's on salary, if you're not, it's kind of like, ah, fuck, you know, I, just, I get to sit at home and do nothing. And then like, you know, like you can't even apply, well, you can't apply for a job. Like, you know, nobody's going to be answering there because everyone's on vacation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, we went from that from like the rest, the remainder of the three day weekend because what, what was it like Monday and Tuesday were national holidays. Mm-hmm. Remainder of the three day like weekend was like all interviews the entire time. And then like still over to Monday and still over to Tuesday was still doing interviews. Now, are you doing Skype interviews or are you going to places in person? Didn't go to a single place in person. Nobody wants to do it anymore. And I think it's fucking awesome because like you know Zoom and Skype. Like I, I guess it's the new normal. Everyone's just like, yeah, man, here's, here's my, uh, you know, Zoom or Skype, you know, details. Just hit me up. I was like, cool. Awesome. So and you did get a job. Yeah, I did get a job. Um, yeah, as far as like high school and junior high schools, uh, I got hired for those, but I'm still waiting on a placement. So that takes time. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to take the first job. Hate to say it, but I'm going to take the first job, which is teaching kindergarten. I think for you right now, you should take any job that you can get your hands on, man. So if it is kindergarten, I mean, dude, how difficult can it be? Oh, wait, it, it's probably really difficult. I've seen the movie Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> that, that's incredible, man. You probably just took like the most difficult job there is, man. Remember that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's not <laughs> the humor. The kid, there's like kids that say all sorts of crazy random stuff. They're running around, bouncing off the walls and stuff. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a seasoned vice cop, dude. That guy was crazy, man. He's shooting bad guys left, right, and center and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he goes into a kindergarten, and he can't even handle himself, dude. Kids are difficult, and you just took that job. Tom, I don't know, man. If you had hair, you're probably going to lose it. <laughs> Uh, it's not that bad, man, because like you've got staff to support you and actually like, ah, blah, 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 long story, story short, the program I'm doing is like a streamlined program. So it's kind of easy. I was trained to do this like, you know, last year for a previous job, but like, obviously that went under, but long story short, I, it, it doesn't seem like it's that hard. I'm going to be put through a bunch of training anyway. So I'm going to do fuck all for most of the month anyway, just kind of hang out and get a quote unquote adjusted to the job when I'm training. I'm just like, Hey, you know what? Netflix is getting kind of old. So yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take that one. And it pays. So fuck it. Why not? Hey man, if it puts money in your pocket, it's all good, man. And congratulations on your birthday wish, which came true, man. That's fantastic. That's really fantastic. Wishes do come true. I'm a real boy now. (laughs) You see feeders. (laughs) When you wish upon a star. Okay, well, there you go, Tom. Well, congratulations again. Oh, man. Um, How have you been? Me? Jeez, let's see. Um, The wife actually had a birthday about a week and a half ago, and uh, we spent the whole day in Odaiba. And Odaiba is basically um, just southeast of Tokyo in the bay, and it's kind of like a man-made island. And it's full of shopping centers and tourist attractions and stuff. It's the place that has a huge life-size Gundam robot that everybody loves to go to and take photos of. And um, yeah, we were there about a year ago, actually. And the place was, oh my God, uh, the place is incredible. There were so many people there where you basically couldn't move. You're just basically walking in line, 
anywhere you go. And any store you went to, it was impossible to buy anything because there's just so many people, so many tourists that were there. But actually, about a week and a half ago when we went there, there were zero tourists, zero people. The place was a ghost town. We took pictures of the Gundam robot with nobody else in it, dude. That's incredible. That's incredible. And then when we're walking in the shopping centers, there was nobody there. And when we walked into a store, any store, any store at all, the, the staff would just like, you know, they would stop what they're doing and they'd run up to us and be like, hi, people. Oh my God, there's people here. It's like, it's like we were on a boat that was going from a deserted island to a deserted island. Not deserted, but like an island with one person on it to an island with one person on it. And their eyeballs were popping out of their head like customers. Oh my God. So you, so you had the so, best so, service so ever. Hmm? So, so as soon as you walked in, like I say, they just fucking pull a lever and they ring a bell and like they're like, you know, alarms go off everywhere. They're like, we got one. <laughs> yeah, like in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Exactly, man. It was incredible. I mean, dude, faders, if you're in the Tokyo area or if you're in Japan, go to Odaiba right now because the whole island is yours, dude. The only places where there were people was Starbucks. That was crazy. That's where all the people kind of just went to. Every other place was completely empty. It was fucking insane, dude. It was so much Fun. We're just running around like nobody's here, nobody's here, da, 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 jumping from shop to shop to place to place. It was incredible. And then we also went to that, was it that virtual reality game center? What's the name of that place? It's called what? Joy Police? Police yeah. or something? What's it called? Joy, Joy, Joy Police. It's owned by Sega. Joy Police? Oh my God, dude, that place no, is no, incredible. No, Joy, Joy, Poli Joy Police. Joy Police. Joy Police. Joy Police. Ah. <laughs> it's a better name for it, isn't it? I, I, I think you made it sound less cool than it actually is. <laughs> I think it makes it sound better. But okay, Joy Police. Joy Police. It sounds like a bunch of people are running around saying, "You can't have fun. You can't. You can't have joy. We're the police. Stop having fun now. Otherwise, we'll arrest you." <laughs> That's right. You're going to Joy Jail. Oh man. But no, dude. Uh, joy Police is incredible. It's like a virtual reality game center. You could play Transformers, Sonic the Hedgehog. You could play tons of different kinds of games and stuff and it's all vr they got point and shoot games where you kill zombies and all right my wife and i about a year ago we saw it but there's like a million people there and we're like oh fuck that dude i don't want to wait 30 minutes to an hour just to play a five minute game fuck that so this time when we went there we were pretty much only the only people there there was only, there's like what literally maybe 10 other people there 10 fucking people Every game that we wanted to play, every ride that we wanted to ride, we got on it, dude, within seconds, man. It was so much fun, dude. I mean, oh, my God. It was so cool. Feeders, if you're in Japan, you got to go there now, today. Stop the press. Stop what you're doing. Quit your job and go there now, dude. It is crazy. That island is your island. It's Odaiba for you. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. So much fun. Oh, dude. Tom, you should take the family there, man. I mean, just to walk around and hang out in that environment is really cool just to see, like, empty Japan. If you go to Shibuya, there's a shit ton of people in Shibuya. Shibuya is elbow-to-elbow -elbow people still just because of Shibuya. But nobody's going to Odaiba. It's like the best-kept secret, right? So you got to go there now, Tom. We should go there and we should do a podcast. No, we should, man. It's cool. But, like, yeah, me and Sean went there, I think, last year before the pandemic. But, like... Uh, we went there. It wasn't terribly crowded because we went in the. Uh, I took time off work and we went in the middle of the week, mm -hmm. so it wasn't that bad. But uh, actually, we didn't go to Joy Plus. We went to the one. Uh, there's an arcade next door. I forget what company owns it, but it's it, it's similar shit. Like 
you were saying like earlier there were transformers or a bunch of fucking cool vr shit so cool right yeah they're cool well like the w- one of the main draws is like we went and like we there's a star wars one where you can do the piloting what? where you actually get into it yeah there's a star wars one what it's fucking cool yeah. i don't know i i gotta go back dude a star wars vr game are you are you serious yeah. Oh wait, wait. Are you are you flying like X-wing fighters and Tie fighters, or do you have like lightsabers? Like, what's the dealio? Oh no, it's 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 a piloting game. So you get in. It's kind of like if you played the Gundam games before as well. Like they, they've got those as well. Those are very cool. But like you get in, and it's kind of like this huge metal door is kind of goes. Like they've got the controllers, and they'll, they'll give you a quick tutorial on like you know what all the stuff does. And uh, I guess you know they've got X-wings and Tie fighters that oh, perform a little bit differently. But, like. All the all the missions in there, they're like they're all based off of actual Star Wars, like you know stuff. This is they didn't just like make something up. Be like, oh, this is like some rando character that you've never heard of. Like you can be in there and like one of the easy missions. It's actually Darth Vader when he's like shooting down a bunch of rebels. Oh my God, are you serious? You can you, you can Darth do Vader. like yeah you can do yeah you can do like the whole blowing up the Death Star thing. Like that's one of the missions. Oh my God, that sounds so awesome. Oh, dude. Well, I, I got to go back. We got to go back. We got to go back and do a podcast there, man. Holy smokes. We could do a podcast while we're playing the Star Wars game, dude. <laughs> That'd be incredible, well, man. Well, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going it, to work out how you think because like, it, it's a small kind of, well, I wouldn't say they're cramped, but like, you're going to shut in the door. So you can't interview someone like, you know, there, there's only room for one in there. How do I say it's pretty cool to watch though because like it's like the controls are nice and slick and responsive the graphics are great and amazing it's and it's not vr because you've got like you know different screens like showing you stuff and it's got all the sound effects but it was it was very accurate it was very cool oh dude so that was one of them there's a bunch of there's a bunch of shooter games and like you know vr games and 3d games and a bunch of other shit they had like a whole sports area you could do where they, they had sports areas where you could basically dump your kids off and just be like yeah fucking go play ping pong or shoot basketball or whatever mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. play. yeah it was uh it was pretty cool but that was the one next door door the joyplus joyplus i've been to just not in a while mm-hmm. but uh yeah i imagine since the last time we went there's been some upgrades oh dude yeah so. the sonic game did you play the sonic game have you seen it the sonic game or not the sonic game is like a roller coaster that's inside this building you zip around going like maybe, I don't know, I think it's like maybe 50 miles an hour or something inside this building. You're spinning upside down. You're, you're spinning around 360, dude. It's incredible, dude. Actually, I did get a little motion sickness on the Sonic game because you spin yeah. around like, I think maybe 12 times, you know, because at the end of the game, when you slow down, it's kind of like the game Sonics, right? He's always spinning around, but you just spin around and then you spin around and you spin out and you slowly come to a stop. But you're just still spinning and spinning and spinning. Oh my God, dude. I, do not drink before you go and play or ride any of these games, dude. It's, it's not a good idea. <laughs> Afterwards, yeah, fucking go to town. But before, oh my God, it's going to be a fucking vomit fest. <laughs> that dude seriously i was talking to the missus i was like thank god we didn't drink beers before we came here because if we drank beers before we came here oh my god people are gonna be slipping and sliding and break dancing on the fucking floors dude there's gonna be vomit everywhere oh god were you drinking when you did any of the vr games tom uh yeah I, we were of course oh. dude, it was me and sean put together of course we fucking were but like I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface this and we're gonna say i've never gotten motion sickness i, I don't know like it just it doesn't affect me i don't know why i i i've heard like yeah I've, I've heard a lot of stories of people getting like violently ill from that and like i just it just it, it's never bothered me i don't know why 
Okay, well, good for you, man. Good for you. I mean, I don't get motion sickness, but I mean, not really. But I mean, when you're going around in a circle like 12 times, I mean, it was like almost never ending. You're like, okay, this is the last one. Oh, no, no, one more. Okay, okay. This has got to be the last one. Oh, God, it's, when will it stop? The humanity. Oh, God. Yeah, and it just kept on spinning around and spinning around and spinning around. And then when it finally stopped, you're like, is there any more? <laughs> is there just one more in this thing? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, do not drink. Just take my word for it. Don't drink before you go. Not all of us are as tough as Tom. But, uh, yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. Definitely get your ass down to Odaiba and check it out. Right now is the time because Japan actually – I heard uh, at the end of October, at the beginning of November, they're going to open the doors. And uh, yeah, tourists will be welcome to come into Japan again. Um, I think they're 80% sure that they're going to do that and stuff. So once they do that, the tourists are going to come back and Odaiba is going to be filled with people. So if you do come to Japan, if you are visiting Japan at the beginning of November, make sure you do Odaiba first and beat all the tourism and stuff. So that's what I highly recommend. It's like Disneyland for adults, I guess. Uh, we got we got a new story about the real Disneyland for adults. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. But like, well, oh, I was I gonna say, this. Story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have heard this one because it's kind of big news. But uh, even before that, you do know the story about Odaiba, right? Um, I know it's a man-made island. I, I don't know the history That's... history of it. What was it like? Some kind of like a boat from World War II that crashed or something? And they're just like, let's build an island here. <laughs> No, nah, it's, it's not that wild, but you, you are correct. Like, you know, that is like all reclaimed land from the sea. Uh-huh. Basically, I think some, some types around some time in like, I think the early 80s, they decided like, you know, they, the, Japan was just riding high and everyone was just like money, money, money. Oh, yeah. It was you know, the economic bubble of the 80s. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was just to the point where like, you know, you're, you're a middle class person was like, you know. They, they would take a dump and they would wipe their ass with like, you know, $100 bills. Oh, yeah. It was, just, dude, it was everybody, fucking ridiculous. Everybody. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was decadent. But the, Japan decided like, you know, since like, you know, they had money and they were, they were doing, they were riding quite high in the market that they were going to like, you know, open that up. And that was supposed to be like the Japan of the future. That was so Japan anything, of the future. Yeah. Then that, that old Odaiba area that they started making, because again, this is this is all man-made. This is all reclaimed land from the sea. Yep. But they, they basically decided. They said, like, you know, this is going to be the Japan of the future. And so they banned anything that was traditional. They they banned any any samurai stuff, any sushi, any like you know onsen or traditional bass, anything that was like you know traditional Japanese. That was banned on our day. But they're like, no, 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 no. This is going to be the future. So they just went nuts with like the technology. So that's why you saw like you know Joypolis and a lot, a lot of the arcades pop up. There's like you know. Well, if, like, you look you know, around, if you look around at the buildings and stuff, all the buildings are very, very modern. Like, I mean, the Fuji building is like, it, it looks like a shopping cart that's upside down that has a basketball somehow infused in it, <laughs> you know? I mean, all the buildings. Oh, yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah. Cool. No, no, you, you are correct in saying that. That, that, was, that was kind of the theme, though. It was supposed to be in the future. So, like, they're going with some, some of the architectural design. They're going, like, just really crazy with. And like, even buying, you know, these buildings are, you know, what, what like by, by now, like maybe 20 years old or you know, over 20 years old, but even now they kind of look weird and kind of futuristic. So they were, they were going nuts with that. And like, that was the whole plan was like, they were just going to keep building, keep, keep reclaiming stuff from the sea. That was supposed to be the Japan of the future. You know, tourists can come in, Japanese can come in, blah, 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 enjoy that. And then we're talking about the bubbles. So then guess what happened with all inevitable bubbles? It popped. 
It popped in like what? Was it 93 when it popped? Was it 93 or 94? It was like kind of like the mid 90s. I think it might have been a little bit before that. I, I'm thinking about 91 or 92, but like you, you are correct in saying around that time. It was like a good solid like 10, 12 years where Japan was just completely booming. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, dude. Like, like I said, like I've talked to like some of the people who are just like normal, like average English teachers over here. And it was just like some of the stories you just hear nuts. People would come over on tour, tourist visas just, just to, you know, intending to be tourists. And they just like walk around Ginza in some place and some salaryman run out, run out and grab them. Uh, I, I am salaryman. I have business trip. I need English lesson. I give you $100 an hour. Please teach me English now for three hours. It's like, oh shit. I mean, it would, it would just like, yeah, just nuts, nut, nutto stuff like that. And I, some of these old cats that have been here, like, you know, they, they've been there, they've done that, they've seen it all. So like, I don't have any reason to like, you know, disbelieve what they're saying. I, I imagine it was pretty nuts. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, we had like one of the oldest people that's been living in Japan on the show. And uh, what was his name? John Davidson. I used to work with him at the sushi plant a long time ago and stuff. And uh, basically, he was a Vietnam vet. Well, no, he was, well, he was a Vietnam vet. He is a Vietnam vet. But uh, during the Vietnam War, he was stationed in uh, Tokyo. And so he's been in Tokyo since like 1969, I think, 1968, 1969. So uh, he told so many crazy stories about Japan in the 80s. Because I was asking him about the 60s. I was like, man, tell me about the 60s, the go-go girls. It must have been crazy here, like in the 60s. He's like, nah, man, the 60s weren't shit. They're very conservative in Japan. Now, the 80s, the 80s is when Tokyo became Tokyo that we know today. And I'm like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, dude. And the 80s is when all the money came in. They started building all the buildings. They started making skyscrapers. And then, like, the culture just kind of shifted and changed. And things got more interesting and dynamic. And Japan became the Japan that we know. 60s was boring in Japan. 80s, that was the shit. And I was like, really? So, Tom, you're, you're absolutely right from what you're saying. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I talked to one guy who'd been here. Like, he was, like, an old guy who was, like, He's probably pushing by now. He's probably pushing ninety. He was here, here in the sixties, maybe even like the the late fifties. And the only problem with this guy is like he was really tight lipped to talk about the old times to tell you a little bit. But I was like, ah oh, man, like so. Like I wish I could have got talked to like you know someone like you did, like who's been here like you know since the sixties and just you know well, just to see. But yeah, apparently, apparently it was just not. It's on the show. It's like if you Google got fitted Japan, the oldest man in Japan. You can go back and listen to that episode, and the guy's still alive. I mean, he's like he's pushy. He must be like maybe late seventies now. But I can get him back on the show. I mean, no, we no, no. Probably dude, go to his nursing home and check him out. He's an American yeah. dude. <laughs> No, dude, like, no, I, I specifically remember this conversation that you had with me because, like, you actually, this is just when I was kind of, kind of starting to be a co-host of the show. This is several years ago. You actually invited me to that episode, but by that time, we had already made friends. I, I already had plans with friends. I was going to, uh, I think, Yokohama to do an October beer fe Oktoberfest or something during that time. And Love I was those. like, uh, yeah, 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 Oktoberfest or something. I was like, I want to do this, but I kind of made plans and I don't want to like ditch my friends so I, I do remember you actually inviting me for that interview I just wasn't able to make it I did listen to it later it was, yeah it was pretty good yeah, it's pretty good man cool cool faders you got to go back yeah. and check it out it's a really great episode I mean to hear yeah. somebody talk about Japan back in the day Japan because me and Tom we've been here since uh what the early early 2000s I've been here since 2002 Tom maybe 2008 and stuff even back then no 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 no, no man 2003 2003 2003 yeah 
Okay, crazy, man. But the thing is, it's just like, uh, yeah, even back then, that Japan is completely different from the Japan that, well, not, all right, let me, let me backpedal for a second. The Tokyo that we know now is very different from the Tokyo back then. Because Tokyo and Japan are completely different things, you know? Mm. So, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I just, 2002 I Tokyo, completely different. Yeah. 2002 Shibuya is like a different beast compared to today. I mean, holy smokes, well, today. Especially Kabukicho, man. Kabukicho. Oh, Kabukicho. Like, <laughs> yeah, Kabukicho now is like a pussycat. It, it's so tame. It's, it's like five <laughs> Starbuckses. There's tons of gaijin bars and shit. British we, 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 Crispy cream donuts. <laughs> We, we can get in the whole Kabuki. We, we can and will get into the whole Kabuki show thing later. But yeah, but that's essentially that's what I was saying before we got sidetracked a little bit. Like Odaiba is just supposed to be nuts. Like they were going to like just basically as long as they had money, they were practically planning on basically building another Japan that was going to be all reclaimed land. It was just going to be money, money, money. But like, you know, then the bubble popped and they're like, yeah, I guess you can have a traditional onsen, traditional this, traditional that. It's, it's still very... It's expensive, but it's a nice, very tourist-friendly area, and there's lots, lots and loads of stuff to do, and there's good restaurants oh, yeah. and, it's and great. parks and a Ferris wheel. But that and, is like, great. You know, it's all great. these fucking crazy arcades and like you know, fucking some of the car places have like you know expos for all their new cars and just showing mm -hmm. up new technology. It's, it's weird. It's fun, yeah. That, the whole area is great, and fucking there's also Tokyo Big Site. You know, if you go to the, yeah, the Tokyo Big cool. Site, cool oh, it's great. If you go to the Design Festa, Design Festa is like um, happens twice a year where I think five thousand artists from all over the world, mostly Japan, come together and they show like all their new artwork and stuff. There's like fifty thousand to eighty thousand people that come to see that stuff. It's pretty much in the whole Odaiba area. So if you go there to check out Design Festa, I would spend like an extra day in the area and just go down to Odaiba because I mean a lot of people that come to Japan come here specifically for the Design Festa, which is right there. So since you're there, you might as well check on Odaiba. Check on Odaiba. Oh man, Tom, with that note, dude, I'm fucking. I, I need to get another drink, dude. My drink is empty. So uh, you want to take yeah, a break, and then when we come back, we get into the news. Yeah, man, we can get into the news. Like news. That's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it, no, it's cool, man. Like uh, my wife wants to vacuum, so it's not going to be good for the audio. So uh, yeah, we can do that a little bit later. We'll take a little bit of break, and faders will see you in a bit. Okay, cool. You minutes. clean your house, and I'm going to clean out my liquor cabinet. All right, we'll be back. In All, right, five. Man. <laughs> All right, All right, faders. We'll see you in a minute. Peace. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azubujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. 
Hey yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. And we are back. Well, faders, I got some good news, and I have some bad news. Well, everybody likes bad news first, so here we go. Tom is officially on diaper duty. That guy lives in diapers. 
he lives in diapers, which means it's bad for the show, but it's good for him because he's a good father. He's a good daddy. But uh, yeah, don't fret. Everything is cool. Johnny's still here, and we do have the top five. Only problem is I have two stories prepared. Tom had the other three. Which means what I'm gonna do is I'm going to I'm gonna read my two stories which I pre-had and then I'm gonna dig for some stories on the show. I'm sure it's gonna be entertaining audio, but don't worry. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, let's begin with the top five. Okay, so first story is about slapping the monkey. Slapping the monkey. Some people call it spanking the monkey. I always called it slapping the monkey. I guess I was a little bit more aggressive than most kids. Anyway, 16-year-old boy arrested for cutting cage wire mesh at zoo, allowing not one, not two, not 10, not 20, not 30, not 40, but 70 monkeys to escape. Now, just imagine that 70 monkeys at a zoo just escaped in Tokyo. The city's going bananas. <laughs> and by the way, faders, do you have any idea how difficult it is just to catch one monkey it is super difficult to catch one monkey. I mean, we've all seen those videos on YouTube where you have a bunch of hippies and they're in India or someplace and um, they're, they're some kind of like a temple and they see a monkey and then one of the hippies pulls on his iPhone. He's like, hey man, I'm gonna like take a picture of the monkey. Check me out. And as he tries to take a picture of the monkey, the monkey looks all cute and he smiles and then booyah he runs up and he snatches that phone out of the hippie's hand and then all the hippies are running around bouncing into each other it's like a fucking pinball game of them trying to get their phone back from the monkey they can't catch that monkey they never ever catch the monkey in every single video they never do prove me wrong <laughs> oh man i digress Back to the story. Police in Chiba City have arrested a 16-year-old high school boy on suspicion of vandalism after about 70 monkeys escaped from their enclosure at a zoo in Futsu City in June. The primates fled through a hole that was cut in a wire mesh fencing at the Takagoyama Shizuenzen Zoo. Say that three times. On the morning of June 10th, a zoo caretaker found a hole with a diameter of 30 centimeters in the cage enclosure. The wire mesh fence had been cut with a sharp tool. How do they know it was sharp? It could have been, could have been a butter knife. <laughs> How do they know? Um, police said a car belonging to the boy's friend was caught on surveillance camera footage, which led them to believe that he was driven to the zoo. Hmm, makes sense. Following his arrest on Wednesday, the boy said he picked up the tool while heading to the zoo. The boy's friend also are being investigated for their involvement in the incident. Hmm, let's think about this. You know, at first I was going to make a joke about Planet of the Apes. I was like, oh yeah, this is just like Planet of the Apes. The monkeys escaped. But no, that's wrong because the monkeys didn't escape on their own will. The kid let them out. So this is more like 12 monkeys. You know, or, or the beginning of, um, what was that movie, um, that British movie, 28 Days Later, where like uh, these hippies came in and they, they um, released all these monkeys that had the rage and the rage got into the, the hippies and they spread this disease and basically it was like the zombie apocalypse. I don't know, maybe in the future, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to experience the zombie apocalypse. Who knows? Who knows? Oh man, but yeah, this is not good. This is not good. Not good at all. <laughs> Then again, this is 2020. Right now, at this point, 
Um, if you're listening to the show in the future, which pretty much all of you are, uh, yeah, it's October 2nd right now, so we still, October 3rd, and we still have a few months left of 2020, which basically means anything can happen. Anything at all can happen. I mean, this could be the end of the world. 2020, I mean, out of all the years to end the world, 2020 is pretty good because, well, I mean, humanity, we've had a pretty good run, let's be honest. I mean, at first we started off and we had some pretty shit beers, but now the beers are pretty good. Pretty much everywhere you go, we've got some pretty nice craft beers. And even, like, domestic beers these days, uh, they're not all that bad after you drink craft for a couple of years. You kind of go back to the originals, and they're not that bad, you know? I appreciate them. But, uh, yeah, we've had a good run. <laughs> and 2020, what a solid year. To end the world. I mean, 2020. I mean, 2021, nah, that would suck. 2025, eh, it just doesn't sound right. 2020, yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> 12 Monkeys, the end of the world. Or actually, no, if they made a movie about this, it would be called 70 Monkeys. <laughs> the sequel, sequel. Okay, moving forward to our next story. Okay. So here we go. Caregiver at a nursing home arrested for using vacuum cleaner on residents' hair. Oh, man, these stories write themselves. This is fantastic. This sounds kind of like something from um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or something. (laughs) Oh, man, I fear getting old. I really do. I don't have kids yet. You know, and if I wind up in a nursing home all by myself, dude, I'm going to be defenseless, you know, because, you know, I'm not not that big, you know, so I can't defend myself. And if I'm 80 or 90 years old, you know, and some guy's like vacuuming my hair, the fucking only weapon I have is my mouth. I'm like, get the fuck off of you, motherfucker. I'm going to kick your ass. All right, I can't kick your ass, but I'm going to pay somebody to kick your ass. That's where I am these days. Dude, that's all I got. I got my mouth. That's it. But um, Jesus Christ, dude, could you imagine being trapped in a nursing home and some guy's fucking abusing you by vacuuming your hair? I mean... Then again, I guess, you know, vacuum your hair. Vacuum machines in Japan are really, really high tech. I mean, maybe this vacuum cleaner was actually a good idea. I know, because I mean, fucking our vacuum cleaner, we've got a fucking cheap vacuum cleaner. And when I spill shit on the carpet and I gotta vacuum it up, dude, it fucking works. It fucking works magic, dude. I can't believe it, dude. Whatever I spill on my fucking floor and I vacuum it up with my fucking $20, $30 vacuum machine, dude, it fucking vacuums that shit up like it's fucking, like Jesus is in the vacuum machine, dude. It is fucking full of magic. I can't believe it. So maybe this guy's onto something. Maybe he's got something that we don't, you know? Maybe this is going to be the beginning of a new trend where basically we don't have to wash our hair anymore. We just vacuum our hair. I mean, this is 2020. This is the future. Who knows? Let me read on. A 41-year-old male caregiver at a nursing home in Takamatsu City. Oh, I love Takamatsu. Takamatsu is a great city. Love that place. Great food. Takamatsu City Kagawa Prefecture has been arrested on suspicion of assault after he allegedly vacuumed an 86-year-old female resident's hair by placing the device on her head last year. Police said Hiromi Takato, who was arrested on Saturday, has denied the allegations, probably because this guy has a good lawyer. Hmm. According to police, Takato placed a vacuum cleaner near the woman's head while she was sitting in the cafeteria on April 19th. Well, that's kind of difficult. If she's sitting upwards, you know, because if she's in her bed, it's pretty easy to vacuum her head. Let's be honest. But if she's sitting upright, that's pretty tough. He's got to, like, lift that vacuum cleaner up and then place it on her head. It's going to look like a mountain or maybe like a Jenga thing or something. I don't know. 
According to police, Takato placed the vacuum cleaner near the woman's head while she was sitting up in the cafeteria in April 19, 2019. Sanki Shimbun reported, It sucked in part of her hair, but the woman was not injured, police said. This sounds more like a prank. That's what it sounds like, a fucking prank. Police said several employees and elderly residents were in the cafeteria when the assault occurred. The incident came to light when the nursing home operator consulted with the authorities on September 18th. Police said they have since received accounts from other residents that Takato has mistreated them on occasions. Uh, this guy is a serial hair cleaner. Maybe this guy is just very tidy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he dropped out of beauty school and then this is the next best thing. Beauty school dropout. Wasn't that from Greece? Mmm. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Anyway, this kind of seems like a prank to me. I, I don't know how realistic this is. I mean, at first, I thought this guy was a maniac, and he was just actually cleaning old people's hair with a vacuum cleaner. I mean, that's pretty hysterical. That's, that's hilarious. But no, this guy just seems like he's fucking around. You know, now that I think about it, Many of you know it's really hard to get fired in Japan. I mean, it is really, really hard to get fired in Japan. You got to do some fucked up shit. So maybe the warden of this caregiver nursing home basically wanted to fire this guy, but technically couldn't because of something in the guy's contract or this or that. So basically, this guy just started writing down all the stuff that this guy did that was off color. And maybe this thing that he did was kind of... I don't know, borderline assault, I guess. And maybe this was the warden's way and how to fire Mr. Hiromi Takato. Because let's be honest, this sounds like a prank. I mean, if Tom was working in this this nursing home, this would have been the tip of the iceberg. Let's be honest here, all right? <laughs> this is a prank gone wrong. Oh, man, this poor guy got fired for just being a dumbass. <laughs> What was he thinking in the first place? I don't know. Maybe he's just joking around. Maybe, what was that Robin Williams movie? Dr. Doolittle or something? Was that it? Where he, like, he's a clown and he's a, he's a clown at a, um, well, he's a doctor, but he's also a clown and he's working at some kind of like a children's care hospital or something. I don't know. Maybe this guy saw that movie. What's the name of that movie? What's the name of that movie? Was it Dr. Doolittle? It's got to be Dr. Doolittle, right? Dr. Doolittle, is that it? God, it's been a while since I've seen any Robin Williams movie. God rest that guy's soul. But um, yeah, maybe this guy's kind of following in Robin Williams' foot, footsteps. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to be funny. And for the remainder of these people's lives, I'm just going to give them a good time. I'm a comedian. I'm a fader. I'll do it. Or maybe this guy was drunk. Who knows? <laughs> All right, bear with me. I've got three more stories. All by myself. Gotta dig up stories, cause Tom's not here. All by myself again. Okay, I think I got one. We're gonna continue with the animal theme. Animal house in the house. Foreigners to blame for livestock theft, according to Japanese media. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Always blame the foreigners. Here we go. Japan has often been touted as a safe country where theft is so rare you can leave your smartphone, laptop, or wallet unattended and rest easy knowing that nobody else will touch it. Okay, let's be honest. This was true about 20 years ago, but in today's Tokyo, I would not leave anything on a table unattended because that shit is gonna get ganked. Oh man, they'll gank anything these days, especially in this economy. However, this summer... There's been an increase in theft of livestock, farming equipment, and agricultural produce. Now, that's kind of unusual because in Japan, it's usually high brand clothes or 
safes from people's houses, let's be honest. The Japanese Ministry of Agricultural, Forestry, and Fisheries, the MAFF, alerted everyone to the problem. The farm theft has affected a number of producers throughout Japan, particularly in Ibaraki, Saitama, and Guma prefectures. Saitama prefecture has been worst hit with 688 pigs. Holy shit. That's a lot of swine. Two cows and 28 chickens reportedly stolen across five areas, while a total of 132 pigs have been stolen from two cities in Guma Prefecture and six cows from a city in Ibaraki Prefecture have also been reported stolen. How are they doing this? Are they doing it one by one? Or are they showing up with like a, a semi-truck and just stealing all these fucking pigs? Do you know how hard it is to steal a pig or a cow? I mean, these are big fucking animals. Holy shit, this is incredible. And how much, how much can you sell a cow for? I mean, in Japan, a chihuahua, if you buy a chihuahua, like a baby chihuahua or a puppy chihuahua from a pet store, it's going to cost you anywhere from three to $6,000. Stealing a cow and selling that on some kind of a animal black market, you're going to make a million dollars, dude. That's a big freaking animal. Holy smokes. What are they doing with this? Is this going to be like some kind of like an underground petting zoo? <laughs> or like the best barbecue ever? If it's the best barbecue ever, please, somebody out there, give me an invitation. I would love to go. Oh, my God. I love a good barbecue. Who doesn't? Okay, moving on. A range of farm thefts of this magnitude is extremely unusual. That is true. And as reports began gathering, so did the question about who might behind, be behind these crimes. Hmm. Well, from the title of this article... Foreigners to blame for livestock theft, according to Japanese media. I'm going to say it's probably a foreigner. Now, which foreigner would do it? Which foreigner would do it? Who loves the barbecue the most? I'm going to say either it's people from Korea or America or Australia. Dude, barbecue in Australia is like some of the best barbecue in the world. I bet it's the Australians. Those Australians. You think they got a boat and they're coming into like some kind of like a pier in like the north part of Japan and they're just stealing all these animals. They got this big boat that looks like Noah's Ark. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> Let's go to the barbecue. Oh, man. Australian barbecue is the best in the world. I swear to God. Oh, I love it. Okay, moving forward. A number of high-profile people in Japan decided to weigh in on the topic with their two yen. Oh, I get it. Like, your, their two cents. Okay, but they wadded into murky waters by bringing race into the discussion. Oh, man. Never bring in race. Called Japanese Antifa. Hmm. Japanese actor and musician Takashi Tsuruno, who has relatives in the farming industry, retweeted the message from MAFF, MAF, and had this to say, quote, in our field was recently hit. They were caught red-handed, but persistently said, quote, I don't understand Japanese, end quote. So please be careful. It is sad, but we installed surveillance camera. Okay, that was uh, pretty much just ripped from, I guess, Google Translation. So, uh, yeah, that's why it was written so poorly. Thanks, Google. You're the best. Tsuruno's tweet quickly went viral, receiving more than 34,000 likes and over 16,000 retweets. Oh, great. Here we go. Oh, God. Yep. This is the beginning of the end. It is also a number of negative comments, too. Okay, that's written kind of weird, too. Okay, anyway, 
quote, you don't have to mention that they didn't understand Japanese, end quote. Okay, so I guess this is from the people who are anti, I guess these are from the anti, anti-fascist Japan people or something. Uh, these are the people that were against this guy's original tweet. All right, another quote. It is strange to make this a Japanese, non-Japanese thing, end quote. Quote, a theft is a theft regardless of race, end quote. Quote, so it could be a Japanese person pretending that they don't understand Japanese, right? End quote. Ooh, that's a smart one. Next, quote, we should be focusing on the crime itself. Oh, focusing is uh, misspelled. Focusing on the crime itself, not the nationality of the criminals. End quote. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Criminals are criminal, regardless of race. After the backlash, Tsurono attempted to backpedal on his original comment with, Quote, here we go again, a lot of quotes. <laughs> and I quote, The act of stealing agricultural produce, whether Japanese or foreign, is a criminal offense. It is a fact, not discrimination. My brother-in-law used a summarized comparison and forgave them, but we didn't expect them to make such an allegation, so we will definitely report it next time. The neighboring fields also being hit in same way, so we will work together to prevent crime. End quote. This guy should just be Japanese Batman. I mean, seriously, if he's like so against crime, this is what the guy should do. He should put down the mic, stop tweeting, and just get out there in the fields with his Batman suit and try to prevent these people from stealing pigs and cows. I mean, seriously, if this guy has that much passion for it, that's what this guy should do. Let's continue. The only ignite... Wait, this only ignited another heated debate in the replies section prompting Tsuno Tsuruno to ask why he as the victim was being admonished admonished instead of the criminal I, maybe I can't after reading all these messed up tweets I can't read anymore I give up um he then exited the argument by saying quote another quote I'm sorry for everyone is offended this is too outrageous and I'm totally mad end quote so this guy's kind of a jerk. He's kind of a jerk. I'm sorry, everyone offended. This is too outrageous, and I'm totally mad. So he's mad because this is outrageous. Well, you, dude, you're the one that brought in race. Dude, you should just focus on the theft. If you focus on the theft, you would have been fine. Okay, continuing to read this. Mm, this never-ending article. Oh, that bird. Ugh. Strong drink, faders. However, on September 26, it was reported that a police officer in Gifu Prefecture arrested two foreigners on July 31st in relation to damage to livestock. The officer encountered two Vietnamese men on bicycles at 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh, we covered this article. I remember this. In the morning and pursued them after spotting bloodstains on their bicycles. At around 6.30 a.m., a cow in the same area was discovered dead and partially dismantled, leading the two men to be arrested on suspicion of building investigation and theft. Okay, yeah, we covered this article. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. They, I think they stole, they stole the cow's like tongue, its heart, its eyes, a bunch of weird shit. In this case, this case appeared to embolden, embolden, who uses that word, embolden? This case appeared to embolden the Japanese news media to pin the crimes against livestock on Vietnamese nationals. After interviewing a Vietnamese food store and restaurant, TV Asahi confirmed that Vietnamese person had called the store offering to sell them domestic piglet. Whole pigs aren't generally sold in Japan, and according to the report by TBS News, it's common for Vietnamese people to eat whole pigs cooked 
on a spit at big occasions like weddings. Oh man, so I guess I guess in the past a couple of Vietnamese dudes stole pigs, so now they're looking for suspects, so they're like, it's gotta be the Vietnamese. I never would have guessed it was the Vietnamese. I never would have guessed. I, I swear to God, I would have put all my money on Australia. <laughs> oh, you Australians. You and your delicious finger-licking good barbecues. Oh, my God. You guys have the best barbecue. We could have a barbecue episode where all we do is talk about Australian barbecue. Now, every country does have a good barbecue, but I got to say, man, I've been to a couple Australian barbecues, and they are the best. Holy smokes. They don't hold back. They don't hold back the sizes of meat, the sauces that they use, and the beer that they drink. Dude, hands down, it is fantastic. Then again, then again, I, I have to I have to say that I've never been to the southeast part of the United States where apparently they do have really good barbecue. So I can't say Australia is the best in the world, but so far they're the best in my world. So Australia, I thought you guys were the ones, you sneaky bastards, stealing all these cows and pigs and chickens. But no, apparently, possibly, maybe... It's the Vietnamese. Huh. Interesting. Interesting story. All right. Well, moving on. Let's see here. Next story. Let's continue with our search. <laughs> Got so many stories. Okay. How about this one? Man arrested for indecent exposure in front of woman in Tokyo Street. Okay. We've done a million stories like this. There are a dime a dozen, but why not? Here we go. Next story. Man arrested for indecent exposure in front of woman in Tokyo Street. Tokyo! Police in Tokyo have arrested a 28-year-old man on suspicion of indecent exposure after he exposed his genitals to a woman in her 20s in July. According to police, the incident occurred in Omegaoka Setagaya Ward, Fuji TV reported. Police said... Katsuaki Umezawa, a company employee, approached the woman as she walked along the street at night, dropping his pants and shone his smartphone light on his lower body. Huh, it's kind of crafty, using your smartphone, but still, it's a bad idea. Never do this, faders. Please said Umezawa has admitted to the charge and quoted him as saying, quote, I get aroused by seeing women scream and run away, end quote. Why doesn't this guy just jerk off to a fucking scary movie? All scary movies. Every single scary movie. Name the movie and you see a woman scream and run away. I mean, Jesus Christ. The Shining, the Shining must be his Debbie Does Dallas. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, Jesus Christ. People running away screaming, scary movies, that's where you got to go. I mean, geez, Louise, if this is this what gets this guy off, I mean, holy smokes, hitting the streets is a bad idea. But anyway, I mean, anyway. Showing yourself to anybody is always a bad idea. Don't do this, faders. <laughs> if you leave your house, make sure that you're wearing at least pants or shorts, a shirt, a t-shirt, a, a, a three-piece suit. I don't know. Wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> Just keep yourself covered, especially in 2020. In 2020, yeah, hazmat suit. If you're leaving your house and you're, if you're not wearing a hazmat suit, you're going to get the Rona. At about 10 similar incidents have occurred in the Oh, Umegoka. Umegoka. Oh, there we go. Umegoka area this year, and police are questioning Umezawa about his involvement in those cases. Um, I'm going to assume that it was all this guy, but you never know. You never know. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. All right, so this guy's busted. Lock this guy up and throw away the key. The last thing we need is a flasher on the street, especially at night. That is scary, super scary. Okay, let's see here. Boo, 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 boo. One last story. 
National justifies against blah blah blah. Political crime, political crime. Boring, boring, boring. Okay. Okay, here we go. Another flashing. Two votes, guys, go to four, draw a couple. None of these are funny. Mm. Okay, all right, let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. Okay, oh, this story's short. There's no information here, but uh, I think all the information we need is in the title Man Wounded in Gang Shooting Outside Nagano Ramen Restaurant. Why is there got to be a shooting in a ramen restaurant? Ramen restaurants are kind of like libraries. They're quiet. Nobody talks. They're peaceful. The only thing you hear is the slurpity slurp slurp of people enjoying delicious ramen. And, you know, I've heard stories about people having the best ramen in the whole world in New York. Um, Yeah, all you guys in New York that have your ramen restaurants, forget about it. The best ramen is here in Japan. If you want to eat ramen, you come here in Japan. There are a million amazing ramen restaurants. There's chains and there's private ones. I kind of prefer the mom and pop kind of shops. Those are a little bit better. They kind of care for the ramen just a little bit more and stuff. They're not part-time workers. They're lifelong employees and they love their ramen. So come on down to Japan to get your ramen. And if you come down to Japan to bring your to get your ramen on, do not bring your gun. Leave the guns, leave the weapons, leave all that shit at home. Here we go once again. A man wounded in gang shooting outside Nagano Ramen Restaurant. Oh, tears come to my eyes. That poor ramen. Nagano, a man in his 40s, was shot in a parking lot of a ramen restaurant in Miyada, Nagano Prefecture on Monday in what police said was a gang-related shooting. Then again, not if I think about it, a lot of gang movies in the United States, you know, like, you know, New York Mafia movies, a lot of shootings do take place in restaurants. I mean, case in point, (laughs) the Godfather. There you go. According to police, the incident occurred at around 5 p.m. The victim was in a car when another man walked up to him and shot him, Sanki Shimbun reported. The victim was able to call 119 for help but collapsed outside the car. Kind of like in a movie. He was rushed to the hospital and is currently in critical condition after sustaining a bullet wound to his uh, chest, police said. Police said the shooter and the victim both belong to gangs. Okay, there you go. All right, so live by the sword, die by the sword. But all right, let's keep the swords and all that shit away from ramen restaurants. Let's, let's not taint the image of ramen. Let's keep ramen delicious, okay? Let's just keep it delicious. Let's keep it there, okay, guys? All right, pisses me off messing around with ramen like that. Poor Robin did nothing to you except give you love and attention and heart-blessingly passion of the tongue. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I drank too much. <laughs> this show is off the rails. Oh, man, we're going to crash. Crash and burn. Anyway, so that's it. That's five stories. Should we do one more? Fuck it. Let's do one more. Why not? Why not? Tom's not here. We can do six stories. Shit, but I'm going to have to get another drink. All right, hold on, faders. You just hold on a second, okay? I'm going to get a drink. Need to get a drink. Got to get a drink. How can you do Got Faded Japan without a drink? You got to have a drink when you do Got Faded Japan. Da, da, da. 
Hey, I'm back. Did you miss me? I missed you. All right. Here we go. Next story and finally the final story of this episode because I'm getting too fucking drunk to do this shit. Okay, let's see. How deep should we dig? Okay. Murder, murder, murder. Murder, murder, murder. Blah, 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 blah. Ooh. Okay, this one's different. Ooh, I got something different. All right, here we go. Hold on a second. Aichi Man gets 10 months in prison for saying, quote, I got the Coronas. An electronic store loses appeal. Okay, here we go. Uh, last month, a 48-year-old man walked into Big Camera Electronics Store in Nagoya City, Aichi Prefecture, and started shouting out, quote, I got the Coronas. I got the Coronas. I got the Coronas. End quote. And was promptly arrested. Good riddance. According to reports, the man was angry that he was made to wait by staff. Well, he's going to do he's going to do a lot of waiting in prison. <laughs> After growing impatient, he decided to make his declaration. However, he was also said to be intoxicated at the time and claimed, "Quote: I, 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 I mean, I said I was drinking Corona beer. That's I was I was drinking Corona beer." End quote. Yeah, he backpedaled, but uh, he swung and he struck out, that's for sure. Meanwhile, the store itself had to close down for disinfection, which is very costly. To make an example of the might deter copycats, the man was given a 10-month prison sentence for his verbal outburst. Yeah, good riddance, man. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Corona's a fucking big deal. Don't fuck around with Corona. With such a long term for simply uttering a few words, the man appealed, but Nagoya High Court Judge Shinji Kano upheld the original sentence, saying, quote, There is no mistake in the previous judgment that the defendant's remarks had a great impact on society as a whole, while the spread of COVID-19 was becoming a social problem, end quote. Oh, man, hey, Shinji Kano, if you're listening to this episode, you call Johnny. You DM me. I'll take you out for drinks. I'll take you out for sushi. We can get some ramen together. We can chill, man, because you are a good judge. Holy shit. This guy's like, no, no, no. I was talking about Corona beer. Nah, fuck you, buddy. You can't go outside and start yelling this kind of shit. That's fucking crazy. So, yes, the judge was, oh, God, do you think the judge was kind of like the judge from Night Court? Oh, I miss Night Court so much. Do you guys remember Night Court? Love that. <laughs> what was the ball guy's name? Bull? <laughs> All right, putting the drink down. No, I'm picking it up. Mm. Okay. It is a kind, wait, wait. It kind of makes one wonder what someone in Japan might get for the added charge of assault in the form of coughing on someone. As bad luck would have it, that did happen, once again in Aichi Prefecture. Okay, moving forward. Last April, a 38-year-old man was speaking to a receptionist in a government office in the town of Oharu when he got a what was called an uncontrollable urge to say that he had COVID-19 and then started coughing heavily on everyone. In this case, he added, quote, I tested positive, end quote, leaving no chance of thinking that he was talking about a beer. During his trial last July, the man was handed down an 18-month prison sentence, with the judge adding, quote, I personally think it should have been heavier, end quote. Oh, I love these judges because I hate these fucking criminals. These fucking assholes can suck it. Man, yeah, 
Suck it in prison. You can cough all you want when you're sitting in solitary confinement, motherfucker. Man, these judges are great. Justice for all! By the way, that's also a great album. Well, on that note, faders, I gotta call it a show. Six stories, I think that was great. I mean, it wasn't great. It would have been great if Tom was here. Tommy, if you're listening, put down the dirty diaper and pick up the microphone. That's all you gotta do, man. Come on, join the show, man. Come on, I can't read the news by myself every episode. Holy smokes. I thought the stories were pretty entertaining, though. Anyway, freighters, you know what to do. Go down to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and write something groovy. And if you got a podcast, we're going to give it a listen, and we're going to give you a five-star review, and we'll write something groovy if your show is good. If your show is okay, uh, we won't write anything at all, but we will give you a five-star review because we support you, because you support us, and that's just fucking the fader way. Oh, man, go down to Patreon, 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 Patreon. Please go down to Patreon because it supports the show. It costs you $5, and it means the world to us. It's priceless to us. And we got so much shit there. We got videos. We got audio. We got photos. We got tons of stuff. I mean, shit, man. There's a lot of stuff there now. There's so much content, and it's priceless. It's priceless, if you ask me. And we do know times are tough. So if you want something for free other than this podcast, we got you covered, man. We got Facebook and we got the Instagrams. And almost every single day we're uploading interesting stuff. Uh, lots of funny shit. A lot of funny photos are being uploaded there. Um, we've got five faders that are uploading photos every single day. So if I can check that shit out. Tom does the majority of it. But um, there's still uh, Ray, Paul, Jeremy, Sean. A lot of people are uploading photos and stuff. It's not just me. In fact, I, I don't think I do it that often to be honest compared to the other guys but definitely check that shit out it's free it's fun and uh yeah yeah if you want to upload some photos just send them to us dm them to us and uh yeah we'll upload that shit for you um yeah I'm gonna call it a show faders thank you very much for tuning in it's been great fading with you and we look forward to fading with you guys soon oh by the way we've got a couple amazing guests that's gonna be on the show this next week so be sure to tune into those episodes anyway we'll see you guys soon peace well brother a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! Are you sure I should do this, man? We're going freaking! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.